Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. Of course, we start by congratulating the team on their excellent FA Cup win against the second best team on Merseyside last weekend. It should be acknowledged that our decision to avoid an episode 13 of The Podding Shed played a key role in our victory. It was The Podding Shed what won it, as historians will note in the future. We should, of course, congratulate Manchester City on their first top-flight title win in 44 years. By way of friendly advice based on previous experience, to avoid stress, we'd advise winning the, cup, winning the title a couple of weeks prior to the end of the season, or if you do have to leave it for the last day, winning 8-0 tends to make for a slightly less tense afternoon. And other than that, leave one step beyond alone. You wouldn't catch, catch us messing around with Blue Moon, after all. <laughs> Marvellous. That's that's the only tribute you're getting out of us, us Manchester City fans. So there you go. Um, I almost got it right. That was pretty much there. I thought. Um, I, I sort of stumbled towards the end, a bit like City themselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, joining me as, as always are Dr. Blue Bayou, who is Donal, uh, Grocer Jack, who is Tony, and Mark25, who is Mark. Hello, good gents. Evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening. Hello. Um, we will start by um, picking the bones out of our um, FA Cup win over Liverpool. Um, two, a pretty good game, actually. Um, probably one of the more enjoyable FA Cup finals of, uh, of recent years. Completely dominated by Chelsea for the first hour or so, um, and I think after Ramirez went off was when things sort of started to go slightly pear-shaped, and um, it left us sweating for half an hour. But we are used to rearguard actions and um, fighting the good fight and so forth. Um, I think um, we're all there, Bartoni, who was who was hiding with his um, with his brother-in-law and laughing quite a lot. I would imagine, as he is a Liverpool supporter. Indeed. Um, Mark? That's your brother-in-law, isn't it, Tony? Not you. Yeah, not him. No, no, no. Good Lord, no. He's been masquerading all this time. (laughs) Very cunning. His old Liverpool chum, Peter Crouch. That would be... Oh, yes, me and Crouch. I put him in the cupboard. He's quite happy. Ready for the beach. Right. Um, Mark, you were there. Give us your thoughts on the day, sir. Yes, well, I mean, I think you've summed it up, really. I mean, it was 60 minutes of absolute pleasure. And none of us could believe just how easy it was. Followed by thirty minutes of agony, really, threatened by Peter—not uh, Peter Crouch, beg your pardon—I've got Peter Crouch on the brain now. <laughs> by um, what's his name? Andy Carroll. Andy That's the Carroll. one. <laughs> Terrorised by Andy Carroll. Uh, but we came through in the end. And a man who's probably possibly too big to get under the stairs. But anyway, sorry, Mark Carroll. Um, but I, th- I, f- I put it down to the fact, really, that we've got a team full of players with big match experience mm. and winners playing a team that has no um, players with big match experience. I mean, their only experience recently is a um, penalty win over Cardiff, who are in the championship, mm. which doesn't really give them big match practice. And, and therefore, I think they just came unstuck against a team full of seasoned professionals. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's a very good point. I th- the only thing that, that sort of concerned me with um, next weekend in mind was we, we really started to look tired um, towards the end. And they, they were, I mean, for want of a better finisher and, um, and a few better crosses, they were um, they, they were looking the most likely come, um, come the final whistle. But um, I think we just looked out on our feet as far as I could tell. 
by um you know by sort of 80 odd minutes but um but donal i think i think you were there as far as i can recall oh yes i was there yeah i, I wrote a, a brief report for the for the you, blog yes I, I was there it was uh yeah as mark says i mean for 60 minutes it, it just seemed almost too easy and and you could imagine that anyone sitting down to watch it who was a neutral would have been wondering why they bothered mm. in so much as you know there, there wasn't really a game going on and then unfortunately it did <laughs> game did go on for 30 mm. minutes and uh, it was just excruciating and uh, we've done it before where we just seem to lose lose our shape and, and just lose a sense of you know a couple of calm heads just getting hold of the ball and getting some possession and just you know trying to to, to stop just booting the ball up the pitch and, and having it come back and so quickly again yeah yeah but Absolutely. which is easier said than done but you know Liverpool were, were pressing right up so there was space to exploit but we 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 never really. I think they've always had a problem this season when when teams put two forwards up against the two centre backs and push on on the two full backs. So we can't just move the ball around the back four, you know, and, and you know the, the, the holding midfielder drops back and they make their triangles and they manoeuvre around waiting for the space to open up. When we can't do that, we don't seem to to adapt very well to you know mm. knock it. You can knock the ball long, but you've got to have people moving into space to pick up the long ball. We're always trying to knock it into the marked man and so on. So, yeah, it's a bit excruciating. But, uh, you know, in the end, a bit like we were saying with the City fans today, if you survive something like that, it's almost more enjoyable because, you know, you feel you've, you feel you've earned it a bit. Whereas had Liverpool offered nothing for 90 minutes, whereas I'd been quite happy in reality, you, you know... Yeah, you know, you'd know deep down that it would have been a bit of a washout as an FA Cup. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm sure along with the people from Budweiser, I was I was very happy with the outcome. Mm. Yes, I, uh, I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but the, one of the suggestions as, as to the kickoff time was not only ITV's advertising revenue, it was so various Anheuser Bush or whatever. Whatever their name is, um, executives could be um, up and um, sitting in front of their TVs at a reasonable hour to um, to watch it, which I thought sounded a little odd. But I mean, nothing nothing would surprise you nowadays. But, um, but anyway, that's sort of side. Um, I, for me, the game sort of completely changed when Ramirez went off because he was the one who was who was keeping them well and truly pushed back. Um, certainly down that right flank. Um, and when he went off, it just seemed to sort of completely alter the dynamic of the game. I'm, I'm, I'm no amateur tactician, but it, it, it seemed almost instant as far as I could see. Um, and um, that's sort of one of the, the main concerns about him being out on um, on Saturday is that you know he he's, he's been exceptional and this season and um, you know the last couple of games as you know Barcelona, Liverpool have illustrated his worth. Um, Tony, you were, um, you were you were loafing in front of your TV with um, with one of the enemy, which must have been less than enjoyable at certain points. Um, um, give us your thoughts. It was it was an odd one for us because he was literally the only Liverpool fan in a house that had probably twenty five people. 
um, watching the game. And um, so I offered him, um, like the new camp, I asked him if he would rather go and sit upstairs on his own and watch it on a portable. Um, just you know, trying to recreate the whole atmosphere of being the away player as he was um, but he refused that and it, it, to be fair to him he lasted about an hour and a half after the game um, and I just think then the barracking became too much for the poor sod actually I think you know he was just I've had enough of this now and, and off he mm. toddled um, but uh, I suppose the one thing I'd say about the the advantage of, of watching it from home was of course we had you know the action replays or the slow motion replays and we had um, and, and hats off to ESPN for what I thought was terrific coverage um, mm. really did give it um, the, 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 the sort of attention it deserved it started at 9 o'clock in the morning they turned off all their adverts from 4.30 in the afternoon um, yeah right really? yeah, yeah <laughs> they did yeah um, they had a, a very good balance between Liverpool and, and, and Chelsea in terms of punditry and and that sort of stuff um, and not least of all um, uh, their commentators were um, you know pretty well balanced unlike what I heard about ITV, who seemed to be um, desperate for that um, check save to have gone over the line, and were mm. pushing hard to try and get an admission from somebody in in blue at the end of the game that it was actually a goal and we'd got away with it again. Um, so my only comment to them is, will you please piss off and leave football alone? <laughs> okay, because you you do not deserve it after ITV Digital and nearly put in. You know, several dozen clubs out of business. You shouldn't be allowed. You should be run out of football town. Yeah, That's I think ITV out of football is um, is, is a recurring theme yeah. with, uh, with many people. Shocking. I know, but the ESPN were very good. But right. the, the, I think the advantage of it was we 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 kind of you know we were watching it in a. Uh, uh, to be fair, I was watching it in a, an alcoholic haze because um, you know by three o'clock I've normally only had a pint or two. Um, <laughs> by five fifteen, I'd knocked over several more than that, and um, uh, uh, both me and my brother had managed to get ourselves a fantastic selection of Morris, the real ales in bottles of Morrison's. Um, and I, I was stunned when I woke up at eleven o'clock Sunday morning to find that we had none left I mean we oh, we pushed some some ale down our throats uh, it was like you said 60 minutes we were invincible and I thought we were going to go and after Drogba got his goal I thought we are going to take these apart <coughs> like we did Spurs yeah and you're it right. felt like that didn't yeah, it yeah and you're, you're right the dynamic changed completely when Ramirez went off and, and it was an odd substitution because we didn't look in any danger at that point you know I, I, it it just seemed like a bit of a, a, you know, one of those Ancelotti or Scolari moments. We're sitting there thinking, what the hell has he done that for, you know? Um, uh, but it did change it, and they were over us. I, I likened it to a, a, a kind of boxing match where it's a 10-round heavyweight contest. For seven rounds, we are way ahead on points. We've battered them. They get us one punch, an Arthur Mullard, yeah. <laughs> And we're on the floor. And for the next three rounds until the end of that fight, we are just basically running and hiding, trying to stop him hitting us again. And it just yeah. looked to me like absolutely out on our feet. Uh, and the, the, I'm not surprised. Those, those players have played, you, you know, our season started games, 14, 14, what, I don't, I don't know, two months ago? That's when our season really started. Mm, and we've yeah. been playing three games a week. Um, and so I, you know, you, I know we're only going to touch on Liverpool and today. I completely agreed. I couldn't give a, a couldn't care less about Liverpool at Anfield because those players, we've got a trophy. 
we can have an open top bus parade. Liverpool, well, they they might want one, but what for beating us four one? Um, but on the day, uh, I thought it was overall a good performance. Peter Cech, um and I, I take my hat off to him because that that save was Golden Banks like. It was terrific. Stunned at how he even got to it, and even on the replays, uh, and the ESPN commentator, he said, you, you, "You've got to give that as a save um, for um, uh, uh, Peter Check. It was so good. It was so mm. good. It's um, the the thing that aside, aside of the game, the the one thing that that kind of stood out was was all the sort of the build up. Um, the thing most notable." Um, and it kind of got likened by um, well I was sitting next to Pete Watts who contributes and a couple of people remarked that it was sort of like a shit Super Bowl in the sense that we had Hard Fight who I don't believe have ever really sort of troubled the charts in any to any great extent um, <laughs> sounding like a bit of an old fart um, but I, apparently one of them is a Chelsea fan and one of them is a Liverpool fan and that sort of sop to both you know each having a shirt on was, was genuine I'm told um, but then there just seemed to be a lot of people running around dressed in baker foil yes the, the, the turkeys voting for <laughs> and it was just I, I, I was looking at that and wondering what in the name of God you know. it, it really was I mean you know if, if you're going to have that then, then, then let's have a, a big extravaganza with someone sort of quite famous Oh, so too, Bob, wasn't it? It, it really was quite low rent, which, again, you know, in terms of cheapening the competition, you know, either don't bother or have something worth bothering for, or but worth bothering with, rather. Um, I am... Um, the, the, so one of the things that was most notable was um, two incidents, and, and this obviously happens at football all over the place, but um, a number of the crowd that I kind of go to football with um, arrived at Wembley a little bit late and were confronted with, with hordes of scousers a couple of whom had to be dragged out by police on horseback because they were you know offering them a row um, one of one of whom was actually one of our lot is a 70 year old retired doctor so I'm not actually entirely certain what picking a fight with him was, was is gonna... that Giles? that's Giles yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Giles you've met yeah no some pissed up scouser was trying to pick a fight with him which I thought was a little strange in, there was um, some interesting stuff on Twitter this week um, which referred back to an article in the Liverpool Echo about the overall behaviour of, of their fans with the national anthem issue and, and yeah. some, of, some of the things that were happening within the stadium which uh, are dragging that club's name through the mud yeah I, I, I spoke to a couple of Everton fans who, who were kind of you know yeah that's what they're like we know that's what they're like um, you know Irrespective of whether you want to hear the national anthem or not, you respect what it stands for. It's probably you know a good idea to keep quiet. And if you are expecting people to keep quiet for your yes. silence, then probably a good idea to reciprocate. But we won't go down that route because it will just end up in a load of ranting again. Um, it, I think that that now makes us that makes our seventh FA Cup final win. I think and our fourth out of six of the new Wembley, which is. Um, quite some statistic um, Ashley Cole now has seven and I think four with us which makes him the most uh, the most decorated FA Cup winning um, player um, it was all, all round a pretty impressive day and um, you know whether Di Matteo stays or not which we'll talk about later he's, he's got himself a, a nice little legacy there with potentially more to come um, anyone else have anything to throw into the mix about the Cup final? I just want to make another note about ITV. <laughs> <laughs> Is this okay. going to be short? Well, they they actually cut away from the uh, pitch celebrations to go oh, to adverts. They? After the 
players yeah. came down with the cup and, you know, yep, they cut away and they went to, I think, I was told, six minutes of adverts and then came back and then started showing, you know, interviews, potted interviews with the players as if it was still live. And I just want to put that in there. I hate they, them. They are a shower of cunts. Yes, absolutely, I'm afraid. Pardon yeah. my French. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, um, yeah, congratulations to the team. Um, I, th- I thought it was probably the most enjoyable cup final I've been to for, um, for well, for a number of years. I think it was great fun. Um, mm. And um, always good to send... Um, I said Liverpool back up north from um, from Anfield South, as apparently they refer to it. I'm not entirely sure why. Aye. Um, yeah, no. Can't that pass me again. Apparently, um, Liverpool fans uh, back in the seventies and eighties, when they were there a little more regularly, once every five years, and, and you know, generally generally winning rather than getting beat, they used to refer to Wembley as Anfield South. Um, as um, as as one of them had a, apparently had a banner in the um, in the ground on Saturday, but um, but hey, you know, each to their own. I saw a funny, was it a funny comment from an Everton fan uh, watching the cup final, one end full of Cockneys, the other end full of Chelsea fans, <laughs> which amused me. Says, no. says everything we need to, I think. Um, so, um, and I think uh, just to round, it, it's it's you could you could reel off stats about this um, ad infinitum, but I think that's it's Drogba's fourth goal in FA Cup finals, which is a record. It was Terry's fourth trophy as a captain with the same club which I think is a record yeah. um, it, you know the, the, the list goes on and I think we're now apart from penalty shootouts I think we're actually unbeaten in the competition for four years and I don't think Petacek has ever been beaten um, as far as I can recall I seem to see room seeing that stat yeah. bounce yes, around that's um, right, yes. over the course right, of the week yeah. so um, all things considered a pretty impressive day. I would well, say. It's always it's always worth winning, isn't it? You just you, mm. it, it's you know we're just one of the uh, you know for for a club that's supposed to be buying everything, blah blah blah. You know we do we do honour that trophy, don't we? We sort mm. of the, you know we treat it as a proper competition, uh, and it, it is it is always worth winning. I think you know no yeah. matter you know they're denigrating it further and further, making it more and more of a sad sideshow. But mm. you know I think as long as the fans and the the players keep treating it as a proper worthwhile sort of competition, it will it's you know it'll keep going. That's the way I see it anyway. No, definitely, definitely. Um, we we will move on to it. The rest of the week, which um, to, to say has been mixed, is um, is probably a bit of an understatement. Um, Liverpool away, um, obviously they got their revenge. Not that uh, there were many Chelsea fans, and by the look of it, players who were particularly fussed about it. John Terry um, looked pissed. I, d- I can imagine it. He, he had what I, I would think is generally referred to in footballing parlance as a howler. Um, yeah. he, he really did not enjoy that day at all, um, and. Blackburn today, which obviously was a very pleasant two-one win in the sun. We we kind of we look at both games in in terms of the context of who's going to be starting in Munich, but we're not going to talk about Munich too much because we're going to do that later on in the week and so forth. Um, Liverpool away. Did anyone actually watch it? Did anyone actually make the journey? I saw the second half. Um, you know, on 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 the compute computational equipment. Mm. Uh, I, 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 the only regret about it, I think is that people did make the trip up there and obviously it wasn't particularly pleasant for people who yeah, no, you know, it's, um, bothered to, to, to go up there and support the team uh, you know on the one hand it was pitched as you know Liverpool have denied us the chance to 
finish fourth mm. as against well they've been on the razzle for a couple of days probably after the FA Cup yes I suspect um, some of um, London's finer night spots had um, seen your Chelsea player or three during that um, the course you know, of that um, couple of days it was, oh, it, was error, it was terribly error strewn wasn't it I, I mean they, I can you tell know, you. three of the goals they gave them really didn't yeah. they so. I can tell you what happened if you like. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, so Robbie um, obviously gave them the day off on Sunday, mm. um, and they took that and they went out in various pockets. I'm uh, told that uh, uh, some of the players never got back until the early hours of Monday morning. Excellent work. Um, so I think it's safe to say that they were definitely out on the raz. And rightly so, as well. Yeah. And rightly so. Um, I think the only interesting thing to come out of it was that we coupling that with the Newcastle game, you know, suddenly our Premier League results in the last few months didn't look quite as good. Mm. And that was like the first inklings, you know, suddenly in the press, all these stories about, well, you know, no one's too impressed with all this. He won't be getting the job. Uh, I'm not saying whether he will or he wouldn't be getting the job, but... If, if they were making their decision over the performance at Liverpool two days after a cup final when it was the nth game we'd played in as, you know, so many weeks mm. and we're so clearly focused on winning the cup and the Champions League, if, if anyone in Chelsea was making their decisions on that basis, well, you'd have to sort of, mm. you know, throw your eyes up to heaven, catch them and put them back in. It would just be, you know, yeah. ridiculous. Well, I'm sure they won't, but I'm, I'm, I don't think Ross Turnbull played his way into the into the Bayern Munich squad. Do you? Uh, no, no. I think um, he, he's just one of those keepers that seems to have an error a game in him, and, and, and a fairly comprehensive one at that. Um, did, did anyone see my for a while? He thought he'd get all his errors out on the table in one go. And <laughs> <laughs> he did make a cracking save early today. To be fair to him, true, true. Um, did, anyone, did anyone see my Tom Boonen uh, fan club? Associates uh, Thibaut Courtois during the week playing for Atletico Madrid. I didn't see him, but by all accounts, he's um, he's had a pretty good. pretty decent season, um, and you know, yeah. he's, he's fairly adept at keeping clean sheets in La Liga, which is you know. He won't be coming back to warm the bench, I'd say. No, I think um, if you if you've, too good. you've got yourself a, a regular slot at a, a club like Atletico, and you've already won yourself a Europa League, he's not even nineteen. I think he was nineteen, like two days after the final. Yeah, um, you're probably not in a, a huge rush to come back and um, and plant your ass on the bench and watch um, and watch Petacek, who is, you know, it has to be said, in in excellent form. So um, it's it's a difficult one, and um, hopefully we can hang on to him and, um, and don't end up flogging him and him becoming the keeper. It, looks interesting like, what you say. What you said about the Liverpool, um, uh, you know, midweek game, um, and then to see the comments made today by Bruce Buck, um, who's basically said that um, the team selection raised a few eyebrows. Sixth place is not good enough. We are working. Roman and the board are working to make sure that that is not repeated next season. Um, I think the other comment was along the lines of, but of course we understand, you know, with the Champions League, etc. So when, when we look at it in context of like, you know, in that sense, it's, it, it, I can understand why that, that team selection was made. And then you put that up with the comments that are on the web that I think Working Class Post has put up here. Uh, you know, uh, despite the revival under Di Matteo's stewardship, Chelsea's league form has been disappointing. Four wins, three defeats in our last ten Premiership League games and 15 from a possible 30. And then underneath in 
sort of rather terse sentence the sixth place finish is the worst since 2001-2002 when Claudio Ranieri was manager and Roman Abramovich unheard of it's yeah, that, was on, that was on the official website wasn't it yeah and, uh, it's yeah. unbelievable yeah I, I think I, I think they they've are, used this week as a as, as a, a week to get their message out yes. quite craftily that, mm. that you know I unfortunately I, I don't think he's and I think he knows it I think, yeah, I think David Mateo is already aware. But we'll, we'll, Did listen, you we'll cover that. see the post match interview today. Hold on a sec. Let's, we'll we'll oh. cover Di Matteo at the oh, end. All right. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Mark, um, the the Liverpool game. What um, what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, I watched the whole game on TV. I was in two minds whether to go up. They were actually selling tickets on the gate. Oh right. And I was humming and hawing, but I thought I'd just not worth spending it on the train fare, really. So I stayed at home and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I just laughed. I mean, we'd we'd won the cup. It, it was good for Liverpool to have um, a little bit of excitement, and my thoughts were entirely on Munich. Mm. Um, so it really didn't bother me at all. And and sort of watching the game and, and and watching the reaction of the Liverpool fans, it sort of makes me think of you know you know when you go up north uh, to any town or city, there's always an industrial museum. Mm. If you go to Burnley, there's a working cotton mill. And if you go to Sheffield, there's a working steel foundry. And if you go somewhere else, the Stoke, there's the last remaining pottery. Mm. And, and Anfield sort of reminds me of a working football museum where it used to be a sort of glorious, industrious place where they were winning trophies. <laughs> and, and now they've got sort of people in historical costumes <laughs> as the team used to perform there it's, it's, it's not the real thing and, and I was happy for our boys to go up having been out on the piss apparently to go up and take part in it it's like a school outing to see an industrial football museum up north and and then come back having had an enjoyable day out yeah. I think that, that's, that sums it up perfectly I, I think actually just jumping back to the cup final we should remark on the fact that you know Di Matteo looking like style personified in his suit Kenny Dalglish looked like a fucking bin man that was you shocking know, wasn't it aside of anything you know, else you know, a bit of respect for the competition yes. stick a suit on mate for crying what, out loud terrible that was honestly to lead your team out wearing a bloody puffer jacket and oh yeah. Oh. yeah, that was uh, that was quite surprising and all wrong, wasn't it? Right, you know, right, that's, right. Um, actually, yeah. on, the, on the subject of of Liverpool and um, and their, their obsession with history, apparently the, the, the celebrations in Liverpool about City for City winning the title have been um, fairly unbridled. And um, I think some wag remarked on Twitter that it's it's, it's like being very grateful for another man giving your wife an orgasm because you can't do it. Um, <laughs> which, um, possibly a little harsh, but quite fair, I think. Um, uh, the, other, the other thing that's made me laugh is people, people say, you know, they, they shouldn't be using the helicopter to take the trophy over there. They should be taking Jeff Shreves to Sunderland <laughs> so that... So that he could interview Alex Ferguson. You know, Are you aware, you know, that City <laughs> have just won the title with two goals left? Uh, and there's someone put on Twitter, uh, supposedly the real G Thun Park, going, "Why is Jeff <laughs> Jeff Reeves in our changing room?" A perfectly fair point. Um, so yeah, I, I think ultimately. Um, 
we'll, we'll discuss it briefly in a minute and then touch on it in more detail in the next podding shed. But, you know, the Liverpool game and the Blackburn game today were about who, who's going to start in Munich and who isn't. Um, but but had, we, had we won at Liverpool, it, this is the thing that, that got me. Mm. Um, you know, if, if these statements are being made about, you know, it's our worst finish for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. If we had won at Liverpool... We were then in the situation where we would really have had to go out today yeah. and look to win the game, you know, win the game properly. Okay, you know, Blackburn didn't have anything to play for, but sometimes that, you know, in the way that Wolves have done it, sometimes frees up a team to, to be more relaxed. So there was no guarantee that putting the reserves out against Blackburn would have got us the win. And think, you know, if they got back to 2-1 and we needed to win. And so he might have had to put that team out, you know, his best team out today, maybe risk some players and so on and so forth, win the game, and we still don't get anywhere because Tottenham and Arsenal win. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it was, in some ways, once we'd lost to Newcastle, they're really, in terms of the, the management of the team, because of this problem of the bookings, and the injuries. If we had a full squad, you'd say, well, any manager worth his thought should be able to manage that squad, still get a win out of Liverpool and something out of Blackburn. But given that, you know, we've, we've basically got those central defenders left, we're a few midfielders short, did they really want all the pressure coming on to Blackburn on Sunday? Did, is that what Bruce Buck wanted? I shouldn't think so. I think they knew that. That was gone a couple of weeks ago and, and Liverpool made no difference to it. No, I think um, I think that's. I think the players almost. You know, I don't. I'm not saying they went out there deliberately to lose, but uh, apart from being probably still 99% alcohol to 1%, you know, uh, everything else, they they deep down probably didn't want to have to put it on the line against Blackburn. Uh, I would have thought. Mm. I think. um, Yeah, it's 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 a strange end to the season in the sense that. You know, I, I think at least by you know we, we were able to sort of field the team we did today with with Blackburn down because had they still had something to play for, then you've got all the distraction of people shouting all sorts of accusations at you that you were throwing the game and helping them out and so forth. But you know, as it, as it happened, it just didn't matter. So. Plus, we owed we owed Liverpool for the Stevie Gerrard back pass a couple of years back, didn't we? When we were... <laughs> this is very true, actually. <laughs> I, I think also, I mean, they, 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 they've said that they they, they can't. There's no way they can put any recriminations against us for picking an understrength side today, um, on the basis that it affected nobody. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that's you know there's part and parcel of that. Um, I'd like to make one comment about today's game, which was uh, um, some some rather promising and impressive performances from Lukaku and uh, Sam Hutchinson and Ryan Bertrand. Mm. Um, I think that Lukaku. Um, it seems to be unfairly getting a little bit of stick from some areas, you know, about not being. I think I've seen um, our, our good friend Terence the Cat describe him as Adi Akinbai number two, <laughs> which seems highly unfair because he's a, a little, little harsh. He's only 19 yesterday. Um, yeah, he's, he's still younger than McEachern, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. And and but today, I thought he he absolutely hassled and fought and tried things out. He looked, I, I found him quite an exciting player to watch today, and, and not least of all, he, he put a cracking cross in for John Terry to score that. First I was just saying, it was, it was him that put the cross in, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it was. He, and and he, yeah, him, he looked. Um, he, he certainly looked interesting. He, I, 
he had a touch of the which which Inzaghi bro- brother was it that Ferguson suggested he was born offside yeah I may well a bit I can't remember which one it was but but it's you know I think a, a, a more apt quote for for Lukaku I've, I've yet to see because yeah. does have a a bit of a knack drop has always had a, a little bit of a knack of not getting himself back on site yeah. quickly enough and um, he, he needs to sharpen up on that because there, there were points where he said no 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 if you pass the but, ball now, yes he's offside marvellous excellent encouraging uh, because he bought, when he bought Ferreira on he left, he left Ryan Bertrand up on the left hand you know, as, as, as almost an out and out winger mm. but I thought Bertrand played very well today but for me the stand, standout performance from Sam Hutchinson who won I think every tackle he went in for um, and deeply deeply I know it's only Blackburn but that is the you know anyone worth his salt any manager would be looking at at, at something like that today and thinking blimey you know there's a guy who's resurrected his career Um, he may well end up another Ledley King not being able to train and and this sort of stuff Mm. but today he didn't put a foot wrong and I was very impressed by him yeah he did well Well, I don't see tackles against Blackburn count they're all a bit chicken. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh shot! We got those little nuggets of humour. I am. Um, I it was actually disappointed that the whole chicken thing got somewhat forgotten. But I, I was desperately hoping there was, you know, a bit of a cock on the pitch, so to speak. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, well, just, good Woolly did come on later on. He's <laughs> 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 not actually scored for Blackburn yet, has he? As far as I'm aware, they they seem so. to have bought this this gentleman who was reasonably, you know, hot property in Scottish football. And um, whilst we don't wish to denigrate Scottish football in the lower echelons of the Premiership, he has looked not terribly. It sounds like someone who should be in one of those like Scottish terrible Scottish whimsy things that's on on a Sunday night. You know, yeah. set up in. <laughs> in the Glen somewhere you know you should be <laughs> the wondering kind, about the kindly gamekeeper yeah, yeah good Willie the kindly gamekeeper oh uh, dear but um, yeah I thought I so much it did when he was, when he went off. He looked like he was moving slightly gingerly. I'm not being alarmist because obviously he's had all sorts of problems. But it did look like he was he wasn't moving terribly well. I may be completely wrong uh, on that. Yeah, um, you're right. So he, he was okay. at one point. He seemed to be sort of um, pushing his ankle into the into the ground as if he'd got cramp or as if something had you know mm. whatever and he went off shortly after that but it was good to see and, and you know yeah. uh, and I think if, if that guy uh, it, it sort of fills me full of hope that if we haven't got Louise and Cahill next week then we it, you know, we will have a makeshift back four but there mm. are you know one or two players out there who shoved onto the big stage may well just grab it with both hands and show what they can do yeah, I mean it's 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 a tricky one, you know. It, Robert and Ribery is is slightly different from from what what Blackburn can offer up, but you know, like you say, if he can play in the role, uh, <laughs> the, fact, the fact is we don't have terribly many people available that can. So um, you know, it's always an option, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, a, a fairly perfunctory win. Um, I thought Terry's goal was was terrific. That was 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 proper Beckenbauer stuff. You know, a bit of a, a a barge forward from the back and um, flying into the box and, um, and, and in it goes so I thought he did, um, he did very well um, I, the second goal Marez's goal would we have got a penalty if that hadn't gone in mm, it, yeah. it, lo- it look, looked to me like it was it was pretty much nailed on and um, the, the ref just let it go but um, but yeah I, you know what more can you say it was it was a sixth place finish you know it would have been 
a, a fairly average, ordinary day if the, the whole place wasn't um, wasn't singing about Munich. Um, nice, nice to see the, the eleventh minute Drogba round of applause, which um, which was quite heartening, um, and I'm sure he appreciated. Um, but yeah, a, quite a pleasant day. What more can you say about it other than the fact it didn't really mean much, and we're all thinking about next Saturday? But um, it had yeah, but that. It was, of... it was revealing in, in as much as. Um, as you've already said about who who potentially is playing next week, mm. and and I was quite surprised to see him bring on Drogba and Torres. Yeah, basis we're resting them all. Why, why would you bring those two on and risk it, both of them? You know, spraining an ankle. And, and also, I thought it was interesting as to who potentially might be leaving. Mm. Um, you know, was this their last chance? I mean, Drogba did say a long, did spend a long time saying goodbye to us in the West End. Mm. And he sort of waved and kissed everybody. He did. He, um, did, he did in the Matthew Harding. Uh, I noted he went over to the lower and he was hugging people and you know giving away you know, souvenirs and presents and that. So I, I, I wonder, Mark. I, I think you might be onto something there. Mm. Did no, I, definitely, I think he's going. I see. I, I'll be. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week because I think it, if he. It, if he does the business out in Munich, I think someone has got to sit up and think, you know, Christ, even if we only get 20 games out of him next season, you, you simply can't let him go. It would, it would be ridiculous to do so. There are, you know, there's frankly few better strikers in the Premiership um, and to to think of sort of letting him letting him go when, you know, Torres, all right, he's playing well, but, you know. Yeah. But I've got um, Daniel Sturridge to play up front. Yeah, I mean, he, he did manage to put his head wide from one yard today. And um, when John Terry's kids came on after the game, <laughs> I'd rather see them starting than Sturridge, to be honest. <laughs> so looking, looking slightly more accurate in terms of marksmanship. Yeah, I think uh, personally, I just think letting drop a go would be be absolute folly. But we'll we'll touch on who's going and who's leaving a bit later on. Um, so that. Under normal circumstances, is that for the season? Um, we will we will be doing a podding shed special, Munich special on um, on Thursday. Um, so we'll ramble about that a bit more um, at another time. But um, what we thought we'd do is round off the season itself um, and just have a, a bit of a natter about that um, and nominate players of the year and um, who we think's coming, who we think's going, where we think Di Matteo is off to or, or not. Um, for me, I mean, obviously a very mixed season. Um, there's as much as what might have been as silly as it sounds with one cup under your belt and, um, and another one potentially on the way next Saturday if we um, if we do the business in Munich um, it's about what might have been because you know frankly Manchester United have been pretty poor um, I'm I don't think ter- City have been terribly impressive I'm not suggesting with with a better manager we could have pushed them all the way but I think we would have been a damn sight closer than we are now Um um, yeah, I just it was obviously the wrong decision. As much as we hoped it was all going to work, um, Di Matteo, huge credit to him for what he's done um, in terms of pulling the team together and um, and getting us as far as he has. Um, Mark, your, your thoughts on the season as a whole? Mark, are you there, Mark? Oh, yeah. No, sorry, I've come back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quite all right. That was like um, rather wraith-like, wasn't it? Out of nowhere. <laughs> I was I was concerned about dead air and what I had to do. I was, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been up and down. I mean, obviously, our ambitions for the Premier League are greater than finishing sixth. Mm. Um, but if we win next weekend, 
and it's a big if um, it'll be all's well that ends well yeah. so I don't think we can judge the season really until um, six days time plus 15 minutes mm. um, but and it's easy to sort of moan and whinge about things um, and, and we can do quite a lot of that we're, we're, we're all good at that on particularly the particularly adept yeah. <laughs> but you know um, when, when the uh, game finished today and on came the FA Youth Cup winners and then the FA Ladies Youth Cup winners I didn't even know we had an FA Ladies Youth Team I d- yeah I know I must admit that came as news to me but and, then, so- and then in two weeks time uh, the ladies full team are down in Bristol challenging for that FA Cup w- we won the FA Cup and uh, actually I didn't see it on the pitch at the end although they said they were bringing it on I couldn't see it um, next week we're in the Champions League final we're potentially moving to the world's most iconic football stadium you know things could be worse we've got a hell of a lot to be grateful for Mm. and there's nothing really we should be complaining about this is very true this is very true Um, Donal your your thoughts on the season in inverted commas albeit that it's not quite over yet (laughs) yeah I I echo what Mark says you know this idea that I mean, United probably weren't all that great this year, but then they, they racked up 89 points. Um, mm, true. You know, it, it was a strange season from that point of view. Obviously, we just we just lost too many games um, too early on. We, we Defensively, we've been poor, really. We conceded a lot of goals compared to, to years gone by. Mm. Um, and it was all symptomatic, I think, of one... A new manager trying new things, and two, no Chelsea fan at the start of the season didn't think that the squad was was probably not overhauled enough. If you know what I mean, we didn't. It was still too much the same, and and still the imbalances, the lack of certain players in certain positions. Mm. You know that they they were there at the beginning of the season. Um, Di Matteo has come in and, and sort of melded something together which had he had we played with that sort of way of playing all season we might have done better we possibly finished top, top four we certainly I don't think would have touched United or City even you know with the team reformed and, and reinvigorated because I, th- I think there are still too many you know basic problems in, in terms of having the right players for the right positions you know we, we're still putting square pegs in round holes and so on but you know that's the way life is you know we have to face the fact that they've made too many sort of mistakes jumped around too much with managers in the last three or four years for this not to really have been coming Um, Mm. all all you can do is just hope that lessons have been learned but you can't be sure can you you know that's the no I think one of the the, one of, the, one of the things that sort of slightly concerned me is I think Bruce Bucks recently said, you know, where, the, where we are now sort of kind of vindicates our our, our policy with, with sort of changing managers in a lot in recent years when when it doesn't quite go right and and I think that sort of worries me. To say, you know, hey, I'm sure that they know what the, well at least think they know what they're doing, um, but it, it's that belief that we've got away with this, we'll be fine. But I think, that, you know, one of the key things is the core of the, the players that we've got, the, the Terry's, the Drogba's, the Lampard's, Czech, people like that are, 
are exceptional. They're exceptional players, but I think they've they've also been exceptional in terms of moulding that group together and keeping it together when when times have been fairly tricky. And it's not to suggest that you know Terry's picking the team as you know is the lazy accusation, but I think they've had an awful lot to do with with pulling the, pulling the team together. Um, and I don't see characters like that coming through and I think you know we've, we've had a pretty much once in a generation team you know you don't get that many leaders and that many good players in one side that often but it's it's about you know bringing players through that, that, that sort of understand that and I, I don't see leaders in the Chelsea side now outside of them you know maybe people like Ivanovic will come through just as, as the, the older guard start to yeah. move on and so forth I mean, the funny thing is, is we, we, we scored 65 goals, which, you know, apart from the 103 year, um, is not too far away from what they've normally scored in the last 10 years. I mean, even when we won it, mm. in, five, in five and six, we scored 72, but we conceded 46 goals. And really? I think, yeah. And, you know, we've been in the, the, the 20s and 30s in the last 10 years, apart from one year where we only conceded 15. So, you know, but we needed to be sort of conceding 25 goals or so on. And yeah, obviously, sharper in defence. Yeah, we, we've, we've leaked too many goals. Um, and that, that's not just saying it's just the defenders, it's the way the team has operated and, you know, obviously the cohesiveness and, and, and the pattern. Mm. of defence has just not been right and you know that's that, that's sort of fairly key you know we think it's it's we think we haven't scored enough goals and we could have done with scoring another 10 or 15 goals but in actual fact we've just conceded too many goals mm. for, in, in ball statistical terms but. yeah no absolutely um, Tony your, your thoughts on the season sir <clears throat> with everybody else I think I, I desperately wanted um, AVB to be the man to take us forward um, and you know to be fair for the first few games of the season it was looking good it was looking quite exciting and you know um, I, I, you started to think there, there could be something in this but uh, I, I, you know I'm one of these people that with one of the conversations we were having in the club room today was you know they, they going back to this old thing you know the players patently didn't want to argue they didn't want to play with AVB the communications wasn't good and you know as, as some of the people in the club room today said well fuck that they should be playing for us you know they, 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 they should be coming out and doing the bloody job for the you know if they don't like him they ignored Avram Grant they could have ignored him um so I, 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 you know, as I sort of said earlier on, I think our season probably started a couple of months ago, and, and you know, arguably um, too late as well to, to make any real dent in the league. I, I'm not convinced that um, with any coach we would have been any better than third this year with United and City, um, uh, you know, being so consistent. If you like, uh, I, I think we would have been better than Arsenal. I think you know when we look at. I think there's an interesting one that came out from the uh, Chelsea stats on Twitter today, which shows that out of the London derbies in the Premiership, we're bottom. It was shocking, yeah. You know, QPR. I think was yeah, QPR. Yeah, And so I think you know that. But I, I take the point about you know we've we've leaked goals, etc. I think there's a, 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 a point around refreshing the squad, which. We've we've spoken about it on here before, you know. Should have been that that process should have been started after the double, and um, I think Ancelotti 
missed, missed a trick with, with some of the stuff. But yeah, we've had some good players come in, but I still think that there's an over-reliance. I'm not sure now. Champions League next week, we win that. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty much in the same position we were at the end of last season. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the uh, thing. Overwhelming it's reliance. It. Yeah. It'd be fantastic to win it, but, uh, you know, ultimately, it's, it's a cup competition and it, it wouldn't address... No. Or, it, it, you know, hopefully it would help us address things. Yeah. You know, I, you kind of look back at, um, at Liverpool in 2005, as much as we don't generally like to talk about it that much, um, is that it was in some sense it was almost the worst thing to happen for them because they, they didn't have a particularly great squad that you know had some decent yeah. players but they had an awful lot of dreck in there as well um, and you know hey I do, you know whatever the belief was amongst the owners at the time Benitez it, it seemed to be you know well we you know we've done this we could challenge now and the simple fact was they were just a long way off being able to do so I don't think we're we're quite that far behind, yeah. but you know, City City will strengthen in the summer. Yeah, Fer- Ferguson simply has to because you know they've done uh, very very well. But, but I mean, they, I mean, you know, it's a poor United side. So yeah, I mentioned you know, Bruce. We, Bruce we need Buck to catch thing. up. I mean, you know, whichever way you look at it, the Bruce Buck statement about six not being good enough, Roman Abramovich and the board are going to work in the summer to make sure that doesn't happen again. You know, in some cases, I'd say well, that's a bit negative. You shouldn't be putting that out now. Certainly, I don't think. But if he'd said that after the Champions League, win or lose, I would see that as fighting talk. And I'd be quite pleased with that. You know, that we, yeah, we, time, we, time we, to we will not let this happen again. We will compete with City. We will compete with United. Um, and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, when we go on to the point about Robbie Di Matteo, um, and, and the, the, we sort of alluded to it earlier in, in this particular podcast about, you know, are, are the... The, the sort of dark arts of PR already starting to sow the seeds of, you know, he won't be the man. He's not going to be here next season, irrespective of the Champions League, um, win or lose, or, or the FA Cup. Uh, and then I, I read am... an article today on the uh, uh, Fulham and Hammersmith Chronicle by Dan Levine, okay, so someone that we all pretty much know on Twitter and whatever, uh, mm. and, and pretty much trust, which is um, no summer clear out needed at Chelsea, says boss. And this is Robbie Di Matteo saying, "It's all right. Like, yeah, there's no I, need yeah. to clear out." I, yeah, I, th- I, I think I think that's fair. You know, it's not the sort of thing you're going to say. say "Fuck me, we need to ship some of these bastards out a week before you play in the biggest game of their career." You know, then don't say anything. <laughs> I think, yeah, but you know, you're, he's always going to be asked. For but there, there doesn't essentially have to be a clear out, does there? There, there are players coming to the ends of their contracts. Some of them might want a new contract here. Some of them. You know, might yeah. be happy to if they get an offer somewhere else. Uh, Ev- yeah. Evolution, not revolution. No, yeah, I, so absolutely it, not saying let's get this, this yeah. let's throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Mm. I don't. Mm. If I never see Florent Maluda in a Chelsea shirt again, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I really don't. I mean, you know, mm. if he can put one good game in for the Champions League next week, then fine. But I didn't see any real evidence of that today, in my view. Um, Kalu, you know, uh, we all know what what what, what a an enigma. Kalu's starting next week. Mm. Well, he's he, he may well be, uh, you know, but... He's starting he, all the big games under Di Matteo. Yeah, yeah. It, it he's, he's the man stuck. to take us forward, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think there are some, you know, we will need to start thinking about offloading. I'm, I'm excited by some of the players that I saw today, and I think, you know, there's good stuff, but it's this kind of middle bit, isn't it, between the old guard and, you know, Players in their mid twenties, we seem to be slightly lack. John John, John Obi Mikel was quoted. I read something this week. I mean, you always have to take these things with a pinch of salt, but it was fairly 
long article. I can't remember where I saw it. It would have been somewhere fairly, you know, run-of-the-mill. Um, where he talked about, um, you know, John Terry's influence. It was, it was the Daily Mail. It was pitched as, you know, Mikel says that it was all down to Terry. And then you actually read all the quotes. And what he was saying was how important Terry's leadership was. Mm. But then he, he talked about Di Matteo and saying that, you know, it, it was about the preparation, it was about the training, it was about the information he was imparting to the team, blah, 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 blah. And I know we're going to come on to Di Matteo, but, yeah. you know, there was one of the players who, though he's young, has actually been around the squad a long time. And, you know, this idea that we've been limping along and it's just a, you know, let's all heave once more stout British lads type nonsense. It's actually been a proper, properly managed set of games, you know, with players understanding what their roles were and what they're supposed to do. And I think, you know, if, if three or four players leave in the summer and three or four come in, people want it all to happen in one season and it, and it won't. It, it, yeah. You know, you're not going to clear out. And I'm not saying you're talking about that, Tony. I'm just saying, no, no, you know, no. the, the impression you get. It's just, you know, clear out a dozen, bring in a dozen, yeah, and that, off you go, boys. Isn't is, going to happen. There is some yeah. of that, that that kind of hysteria is, is running mm. through through. We're going to see big people drawing up big long lists yeah. of all these but, players that we can are available yeah, in Europe. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. we might have already done all our business, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Courtois is already ours. We got mm. De Bruyne. Yeah. Yeah. We got the German um, Marin. Yes, yeah. yeah, Marin. Yeah. And it's interesting to know where Eden Hazard's going. Mm. Yeah. On the basis he's, he's saying he's going to be playing in blue. Mm. Well, are we turning into the Belgian team? You know, we've got Lukaku, we've got Portugal, yeah. we've got De Bruyne. Yeah. Has, anyone, has anyone told those... uh, Hazard that Cardiff are changing their shirts to red? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that could be a problem for him. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know whether the other three uh, Belgian blokes is encouraging for him to come to us or mm. putting him off. Mm. He could be yeah. ours as well, and that, that might be the um, sum of it, which wouldn't be bad. But you make a good point, Mark. You know, that they, there are some that there are players already in place. You know, we'll have to see how they work out. You've got hopefully one or two more to come up from the, the reserve youth team. Um, yeah, I mean, Catherine will, will reappear and, and be given some sort of run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if Drogba goes, you may be looking for one. You know, well, one big striker along to, to go along with Torres because Sturridge is still young. I know. Yeah. Lots it's been of, a long season for him. You know, lots of chatter on on Twitter about apparently lots of stuff in the Portuguese media about Hulk. Um, seems to be, the suggestion seems to be that a deal is close. Um, I, I know personally know very little about him other than the yeah. fact. That, you know, about the fourth season running that the deal is very close. Yeah, this is it. But um, but yeah, but, uh, going back to that point. So the, the, well, one thing I'd like to say is, is that um, Donald's obviously been reading the Daily Mail, so five Hail Marys for you tonight, I think. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really read a sports article extracted from the Daily Mail. Cole <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blimey, you should be in contractual <laughs> law coming out with things I was like going to say, it's a certain nonsense I come out with on you, a daily yeah. basis. <laughs> you, can, you can send the, 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 the boys around with the, the... They'll find nothing on my fingertips that would indicate <laughs> I have handled their particular newsprint. <laughs> But I think, go back to that thing, I, I mean, I, I still, but my one worry is is that we have, that you can call, call this a transitional season without much transition, that we haven't actually moved <laughs> forward anywhere, and that, that is a worry for me. You, I think every Chelsea fan would have accepted a, a coach coming in and saying, do you know what, for two years we're, 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 we're rebuilding, okay, and, and 
would have sat there and thought, okay, we're seeing some advancement here. I'm, I'm not convinced we have in the league. I mean, yeah. in the cups, we've, 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 you know, we've, we've been very good and rescued some situations which look doomed. But um, that, that's my worry. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to think we're sitting here next year fighting for sixth. Um, you know, with an FA Cup and, and not really have seen anything, and people saying, "Well, you know, we we still need the you know Lampard, a critical." I, I I want Lampard and players like that to stay. I think someone needs to sit with them and put their arm around them and say, "You can't play three games a week." Yeah, I, but I think they know that. I think you yeah, know, I think they're smart enough to, and you know what. When they get to the end of this, you know, it'd be interesting to see exactly who of, um, especially of our English contingent, who goes to the Euros, because you would suspect that Terry probably isn't. Um, Frank, you would guess will go, but how what sort of role he plays yeah. is anyone's guess. Um, or, or side of the fact that he is probably the best midfielder that's going to go out there for us, but um, not that anyone other than most Chelsea fans appreciate that. No. Um, but yeah, I, I think. It is the old evolution rather than revolution, um, and yeah, if, if we if we go like Mark says, if we if we've already done a lot of our business and you know we're going about things quietly because the Marin transfer took um, took everyone by surprise, you know, no one really expected it. Um, there's there's always the worry um, with Abramovich that. 50 million quid will burn a hole in his pocket and he'll have to have the big marquee signing but you know to be perfectly honest if we can pick up people like Cahill for 7 million quid yeah. then you know it's, it's it's very nice to go out and spend big money on players and you know see the big names arriving but you know let's 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 make our own big names rather than have to sort of pay for um, pay for other people's I someone think was asking on the blog last week for our opinion I think on Marin I have to confess that I don't I, I don't follow teams abroad, you know, only having poor people's television. I don't see a lot of the foreign mm. leagues and so on. And I, um, I, I'm staggeringly ignorant. I saw, um, I, I used when I was working in Germany, well, I was working in Munich um, a few years back, and I used to watch a lot of German football on, on TV just because there wasn't a great deal more to do in the evenings. Um, and he was at um, Borussia Mönchengladbach at the time. Um, and all I can remember was very quick but very raw um, mm. didn't didn't stick his head up often enough um, and, and, and just ran very quickly but you know has clearly got some skill about him and, God, um, sounds like a German story <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew someone was going to say that <laughs> but at least he said storage and not Sean Wright Phillips yeah but presumably be a little bit, little bit more efficient but, um, but yeah you know I, from what I can recall you know looks looks a decent prospect but you know he's, he's fully capped Fully capped international. Um, so he's a recognised wide player, basically. Is he left or yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, um, both. Both, I both, I gather. Yeah, yeah, both. Apparently yeah. so. Um, so. So they're trying to address this width problem, basically. In it, it would seem to be the only, the only concern is is that he's actually spent a, a chunk of this this season out injured. Um, and yes, I saw that. Got a feeling he may have actually missed the cut on um, Germany's European Euro 2012 squad. I'm not entirely sure. I'd, just think I've read that somewhere. That's okay. But we get him for a pre-season then. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you know, if he's not. I mean, seeing as our first fixture is what about the sixth of June, somewhere in Azerbaijan, pre-qualifying for the Europa Cup. You know, it's probably just as well. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Um, oh no. Sorry, we, we've got one more chance left, haven't we? We, we have. We have another Completely chance. Forgotten. Um, it's. Um, I think what we should do, in which case, is um, our player of each nominate our player of the season uh, Mark you can kick us off with that please yeah my vote would um, go for Ramirez in that um, 
he puts a terrific amount of effort into every single game and he's come up with some fantastic goals mm. he, nearly, um, he nearly did today didn't he yes you know, the, fantastic the lot I mean yeah. um, everybody um, ridiculed him last season in that he was the only Brazilian on the planet without football technique but actually never seen he, has ever since some, home. <laughs> he has got some technique and uh, he scored goals in big games I mean he got one in the um, cup semi-final against Spurs he got one in Barcelona that we'll never forget. I mean, yeah. Torres's goal was memorable, but Ramirez's goal was fantastic technique. And, and it's it floating yes. over that keeper. And ultimately, it's the one that, that really took us Yeah, through. I mean, that memory will stick with me forever. Mm. And um, he got one in the FA Cup final. So, yeah. you know, big games, he's, he's delivered for us. Yeah. And um, he's like a terrier. I mean, he just doesn't let go. He's, um, there's not much of him, but that doesn't put him off getting stuck into anybody. And yeah. I admire that in him. So uh, he's, he's my favourite this season. Well said, Donal. Um, it's difficult because there was so little really good form in in the middle part of the season, wasn't there? But mm. yeah, I think Ramirez. I think um, I mean I know he got Player of the Year. I think at the dinner the other night. I mean, one matter, you wouldn't say he's dominated or been absolutely outstanding. But when you think it's his first season. Mm you know, over here and the circumstances in which he came and it all started to go rather pear-shaped. You know, he's he, and, and he's really our one sort of number 10 type player. I think he's he's stuck to his task pretty well, you know, in, in a season that threatened to sort of swamp him and so on. Uh, so yeah. I'd say him, certainly Ramirez and um, possibly Peter Cech as well in the He's had some off games this season, but generally he's he's been pretty consistent. He's been good. So it's difficult to choose. You know, Lampard's come good, but if you're thinking about throughout the whole of the season, uh, Ramirez had a wobble, but, you know, I think that was more coming back from injury than anything else. Yeah, no, it took him a little while just to get... You know, him and, he and Matter have been probably, in terms of at least a consistent performance... Um, yeah, so, do you, so, do you want to restrict your player of the year to just four, or would you like to expand? Well, it? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just allowing the the um, shedinistas to to understand my thought processes and how someone like me would arrive at a decision uh, by That's generally so. by generally trying to make it avoid making a decision. <laughs> so it's politics, I'm, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Labour Party would love someone like you. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, dear. So I'm going to go with Matter then. Excellent. A lot of you <laughs> forced me into it. I've uh, prevaricated long enough. And Mr. Glover, your your pick. Ah, uh, there's only one for me, Florent Maluda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get on um, with it. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't resist it. Um, uh, I'm going to go with. Um, Mark and say it's Ramirez who for me I I was one of the few uh, apparent few that thought he was rather good last season and could see all the potential and could see that as the season went on and easy um, got more and more battered in the premiership this this bloke seems to be made out of um, flubber he just gets up he, you know he, no matter what you do he goes in against players like brick shit houses like Yakubu and he doesn't he doesn't care he just you know um it just it seems to carry on and um 
Last season, I thought he got better as the season went on. I thought everyone was hideously unfair, those that were getting on his back. And I think this season, he's introduced the Brazilian jink in his play. And when he can jink pass and swerve and, and whatever, he scored some cracking goals. He's got a better engine than Dirk Kite and I've always maintained that we were missing a player like Kite who would run into the ground for you and, and just never ever give in and never know when he's beaten uh, uh, I think he's bright he's intelligent he, he's outrageous at times and uh, I think uh, how old is he he's only a youngster as well isn't he, isn't he? 20, 23 I think yeah, possibly I I think you're about to see something very special from that young man, and um, uh, I, I like Matter. I do. I think like um, like Donal Matter's been very good, and but he, for his first season, um, he he suffers against the bigger players a little bit, I think, and, and was fairly anonymous in two games against Barcelona, possibly deliberately, um, but uh, uh, and I think the other one I would have ordinarily in any other season said. Um, Probably wouldn't be a shout would have been Ivanovic, but um, for me Ramirez has been standout, and we've missed him when he's not been playing. He was injured for a large part of the middle of the season, I think. Um, mm. He was out yeah, we missed two him for three, two or three months, too. and he'd really come into some form. Then we, you know, and our form seemed to dive. And you said it yourself, um, Johnny, that uh, when you see he went off last week against Liverpool and. It, we we kind of lost something, mm. and it, it's a worry he's not there next week. But I think you know we'll we'll find a plan B around not having him there. But yeah, Ramirez, yeah. Edson Di Nascimento, or whatever his name is, Santos Di Nascimento, isn't it? <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I will I just just by virtue of having something a little bit different in there, I would would have picked Ramirez, but I'm going to go for Ivan. Because I think he's been exceptional, um, just a very, very consistent player, and and frankly, one you know you, you need a little bit of muscle and a little bit of of menace about a team, and I think he's the one who provides it these days. Um, and just you know, very consistent, pops up with some some important goals on occasion. Um, yeah, I think he's a great player, and um, and I think also much underrated with, in terms of the Premiership. I don't think there's a there's a side that. Um, that would turn him down. I mean, even you know, I think he's probably better at right back than he is at centre half. But there was a, an interesting stat lurking around today about City eventually sort of you know squeezing their way to the title. And um, Company has obviously been their absolute standout player, um, and they've won you know something like eighty percent of the games with him in. Um, but I think if you go to, if you go down to Lescott, if you where he's played they've only won 40% of their games or something ridiculous like that I can't remember the exact stat but um, it, he's just, you know, it's the sort of role that Ivan would fill admirably for them um, and I'm just saying that simply as a compliment you know you could quite happily walk into a, a premiership champion the premiership champion side without too much trouble I mean, through, the history, through the history of European football there's been very few greats I mean Barcelona are probably one of the exceptions at the moment but in their past times, they did. There's very few. You, you've always got to have your sort of. I wouldn't say mad, but your, you know, sort of strange Balkan character in there. You know, there's, there's all most great European teams have always had someone from from the Balkans or, you know, southern Eastern Europe. You know, sort of. It's almost part of the the makeup of a team. You've got to have one in there. You know, be they great creative player or your defender. You know, it's. Um, yeah. I, 
I, I think that's probably when people look back and on Barcelona and where they may have gone wrong is that they they lack the mad Balkan really. Yes, so. an interesting one, the mad Balkan theory. Yes. yes, AC Milan had them. You know, some of those great Spanish well, sides had them. Boban, Boban is, is obviously your, your mm. man um, yeah. for, for AC Milan. He was, he was sort of a little bit after the not yeah. stri- exactly after the glory days, but um, but yeah. I mean, well, City City looked around. You know, they ended up in Jeco. He's was he Croatian or something? Uh, you I think know, they, so. Yeah, I think so. They realised he's, he's not very good, but they realised we, got a, <laughs> we haven't a, got a mad ball in this team. We need a mad ball. Well, for Alex, we, we've got one other coming yeah. in next season, actually. Have we? But we've we've signed another one called Troll. Ball control. <laughs> oh, walked into that. Another bladder control. Bloody hell! Oh, that's fantastic. Um, um, or I was going to say, we've got a course Mad Balkan. We've got Vidic at Man United. Of course, at so old Bacon. But he was missing for most of the season. I was just saying, he's been yeah, yeah. But he, it was his recommendation. He was the one who recommended that Ivanovic sign. Chelsea, yeah. I think I'm going to go away and probably apply for a research grant and get some heat under this whole thing because uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't call them mad because that's uh, no. insulting to people of you know <laughs> who have mad <laughs> people of madness, and we're not talking basket, about sucks. basket cases around the world are getting annoyed with you now. Quite yeah. <laughs> through our vast listenership. Um, I think in which case, what we probably need to do to round off is is just have a, a quick um, word about. Our man Robbie, um, it does. Is he staying or is he going? Personally, I think he already knows. He's very, very sort of sanguine and relaxed in interviews. He's not terribly, you know, fast. You know, if this happens well, so be it. I've got a great legacy. It's been fun. Dali, dali, da. He's almost. He's kind of almost talking in the past tense. Um, so whether he. I personally think he isn't getting the job. Um, who is? <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Um, is Robbie still there in next next season in some capacity? Again, who knows? Um, but I do get the impression from the way he's talking that the future has already been decided. He's got one game. And let's be honest, you know, if they are letting him go, is it the right thing? Well, who knows? Um, but it's not a bad thing to have on your CV to um, for your agent to tout around and... Um, and get you another job, FA Cup winner and Champions League finalist, possibly more. Um, Mark, um, do, do we keep him? Do we not? What do you think? I, I haven't got a clue, to be honest. Um, mm. Who knows what Roman's thinking? Um, yeah. I mean, it will be good on the CV. Um, I mean, Avram came close and he had Champions League finalist on his CV and that got him a job at Portsmouth. So, you know, it can take you a long way in football. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I can't comment where I live. I, I I, I, to be honest, it sounds. I, I think. Well, I'm very surprised actually. I didn't realise that Robbie was such a diplomat, and I've been amazingly impressed about how calm and collected he is after every match in the interview. Yeah. So he he is very statesmanlike and a very good diplomat. Uh, it sounds a bit cruel to say I don't really care. Uh, but I don't really care who the manager is, as long as they don't do something stupid. So if it's not Robbie, it's got to be someone else who we can all look at and say, wow, you know, we didn't realise we could get him. Mm. Now now we know why Robbie didn't get the job, and thanks to Robbie, but this one's going to be better. But but if they come out, come in with someone unheard of, who's been working in the um, 
second division in Belgium or something, but he's got lots of prospects. I think we'll all do our nut. Yeah, I think um, to, to, to trade someone like Robbie in for, you know, Hakim Lowe or whoever would just seem to be a sort of a backward step when we least need a backward step. But, um, but yeah. There's quite, I, there's quite a lot of known quantities I think we'd all get very depressed about if they fetch up as well. You know, that's. Um, true, true. You know, this, this thing of, you know, we've got to have some big name is. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, like Mark, I don't know. Um, Demato's real strengths strengths and weaknesses, but from from the evidence that we've seen, he appears to be able to, you know, put a side together, make people understand what they've got to do. Um, seems to be adaptable. From what that Mikel interview said, he his teams are prepared. You know, that that's mm. one thing he em- emphasised was the was the preparation and the attention to detail. So. He is not, you know. I, I, I don't think we ever got that sense from from um, Avram Grant's tenure that he was, you know, in that sort of way. And, and that these players have been used to people like Mourinho and, and so on being prepared properly for games, and, and that's shown through. I think you know that generally our teams have, have had a plan. It may not always have worked. It may not always have been great to watch or whatever, but. You know, there's been a, a cohesiveness, and, and a, he's 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 looked at the players he's got, and he, he's put a team out that that plays to whatever strengths he's got. Mm. Personally, I can't see why he shouldn't. I, I'm not saying he will have the job, but I, at this point in time, you know, he's he's relatively recent in terms of his coaching badges. He has done some coaching at a lower level. He is of the club. Now that can be a plus and a minus, but in this case, it appears to be a plus. Yeah. What is it about him that they don't like, or they don't like what they say, or don't believe in? In terms of footballing, I, I think he deserves a chance. I, I, I generally, who are they going to get in? Who's going to immediately bring in this sort of miracle overhaul and get us playing? You know, you don't get too many sort of Mourinho's fetching up. And suddenly pushing you on another mm. another level, and I'm not, I'm, and Mourinho came in when when he had a team that was on the up, whereas whoever's coming in now has to sort of you know it's make these it. changes. Yeah, it's putting it all together, isn't it? I, I just worry that it's going to be one of the same old names that just go round and round, you know. Gary Megson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, on, if only. Um, yeah, you know, I, there, someone's going to get a five-year contract at you know three, four million a year. You know, it's just going to be the same old nonsense. I, I just the way the way you read those sort of things that you've seen on the the official site and Bruce Buck and people like this talking. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, tricky one, tricky one. Um, Tony, your your four pennies. Um, I I tend to agree. I think that. Um, uh, Robbie deserves a chance. I, I'm not 100% convinced of, of the ability to transform and, and, and build a new team, but he deserves that chance. Um, I would hate for Capello uh, to come in or someone like that. I just don't like his type of football. Um, but I do think that uh, he's he's used the squad better than you know any manager. Uh, but I'd argue even better than Ancelotti did. Um, in terms of using the full breadth of the squad and mm. playing 
playing and, and swapping around, not being frightened to take it. Yes, it didn't work against um, Newcastle. It didn't work against Liverpool. Um, it nearly worked against Manchester City up there. You know, that was a game that could have easily have been a draw or whatever. And um, I, I, I think it's it, it's a tad unfair. Um, if, if I mean, if he wins the Champions League, he will. You could argue that that's the most successful season we've ever had. That's Roman's holy grail, and so to not give him that shot, um, you know, seems a bit churlish. But I mean, you know, as Donald says, who knows what's going on in the background? You know, these people don't seem. You know, you you, you said it earlier, Johnny, about Bruce Buck's rather weird. You know, this justifies our chopping and changing around. No, it doesn't. Mm. Not, not, that, that's that's that that is. That is a collective manic depression. It's all good. It's all bad. You know, it, 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 you're in peaks and troughs. You're in peaks of form and you're in complete troughs of despair. And I think most people would prefer something a bit more level that has the occasional peak. Then you have a dip, but not to the extremes that we go through as a club. And I just think that's what they need to get a grip on. I, I, I've, I've Personally, I would rather we didn't go out and go and get a Capello or... Um, a, a, a coach like that. Uh, the, the most horrifying thought I've read, seen today, is this idea, and they've mentioned a bit on um, the Sunday supplement this morning. Was this awful idea that um, you know we go and get Guardiola for next next season? Yeah, mm. and in the inter- in the interim, because there's big rumours that Harry Redknapp's going to leave Spurs, is we have him in as a caretaker. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> well, leave Robbie there if you're going to do that. You know, it's an utterly mental bloody thing. I, I, you know, I, I don't think that that's the way to go. I, I would be more enamoured if we went and got um, someone who I believe has done their apprenticeship in the apprenticeship, and that would be David Moyes or Roberto Martinez. Personally, I think that... Uh, you know how do, how do how do managers ever become great managers unless someone's willing to take a punt on them? You know, Porto took a punt on Mourinho. We then took a bigger punt on Mourinho. Um, I, I just think you know Arsene Wenger was a very unknown person when Arsenal took him on. I hadn't heard of him. He'd done a bit with Monaco and some team called Grampus Eight, but he was hardly you know that the, the lighting up the sky with his wonderful football. And I. I you know, for me, I think the key to Pavenga was what he did with Grampus Eight. People said, "Well, if he'd had all eleven, you know, they'd be unstoppable." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, I guess my point is that's great. Uh, my point. Sorry, is, I'm laughing at my own joke. That's perfectly recent. I fully encourage laughing at your own joke. God, my life would be a bloody misery if I wasn't laughing manically in my own thoughts throughout the day. Um, I, I, I genuinely believe that. Um, you know those those two coaches. They're the ones that immediately spring to mind. Deserve a shot, and I, I you know Liverpool well, are Martin, heavily, heavily linked with Martinez at the moment. Martinez um, is interesting, I, but I, I just think when I when you look at Martinez, I know we're going to struggle, but every year they get their best players stolen. Yeah, pilfered or whatever by other teams. Every year he more or less has to start again. Every post match interview is positive. He's very good with the media. He never, ever comes out and blames his players or anything like that. Uh, and, you know, the, the football that Swansea are playing, it's not all down to Brendan Rodgers. Those seeds were sown by Martinez before him. And I just think that, you know, I, I, what I see him, Dave Whelan himself has said, you know, he knows he's going to lose him to a big club eventually because he has that kind of 
aura mm, yeah, about yeah. him. You know, and I just think we could do worse than something like that. We don't need to give him a £5 million year contract. We could double his bloody salary and still he'd be on half the money AVB was on. But mm. it, I just think it would be an interesting choice. Um, you know, you, we're, we're well bipolar in, as Chelsea fans, like any fans, I suppose. And you can look at Twitter, look at the blogosphere, and you've got the people who want 12 players out, 12 players in. They want the biggest name in world football. They just don't have a grip on the reality of how it goes. Mm. And I just think that, you know, in the old days, play, you know, managers went through the ranks. They did their time. Then the big team came in and saw what they could do with them. And it doesn't seem to happen anymore. And I just think it's a shame. I'd like, I'd, I'd like Robbie big... to get a year, but I'd, I'd mm. be happy with one of those two that I just said. I think the, pro- the problem is is that if they keep Dimiteo on and we have we lose two or three games on the trot in October, yeah. everyone will throw their hands up and say it was all a mistake. Um, yeah. mm. But then if we get a big name in and we lose three or four games in October, everyone will say, He's oh, be God, we've been, down, we've been down, yeah, but we've been down this road before. You know, we've, we've appointed the wrong man again. We just... You know the, the the panic that comes in once we lose a few games, just you know, is overwhelming. And yeah. you know, I, I it was interesting. I thought it was interesting the the sort of reaction that was filtering through in the press and, and on the blogs and stuff. Once we lost a couple of games under Di Matteo, no matter what the circumstances, you just suddenly realise that yeah, he'd only have to lose. You know. If we were sort of fifth place coming into Christmas, he'd be under pressure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of mm, yeah. there. There is, uh, and I don't know who's got the the sort of cast iron underwear to actually sit it out. Uh, you know, what, what, even if they bring in a big name, what's going to happen? I, I, I don't know. It's um, interesting times ahead. But I think he should be given a chance. I, you know, the fact that he's Chelsea through and through and. You know, he's he's done a good job with it. Win or lose next week, he's you know they've got to have someone who's going to be very good coming in, someone very convincing. And if they haven't already got them lined up, if they let him go in a week or two's time, and they haven't got anyone appointed, oh, it's just going to be another. You know, (laughs) halfway through the summer, the guy comes in, players dribbling back from the. Euros, the Olympics, yeah. you know. The, it, just... it needs it needs a man in charge. It needs him in charge earlier on. Yeah. Yes, you, you yeah, need definitely. to start making plans before the players disappear off to the Euros, so you know where you yeah. stand. Um, if you haven't got that, then I think we, you know it's, it's just another season of of potential struggle. Um, I think that's probably quite a good place to to round it off. Um, if we haven't, Mark mentioned it, but. I'd Congratulations! Huge congratulations to all of our FA Cup winning sides, from youth to ladies to senior team to everyone. We've done extraordinarily well on that front. Um, we will have a podding shed special, woo, um, on Thursday. We'll record on Thursday for solely for the purposes of rambling about Munich and um, what we think might be happening. Um, I would point out solely for the purposes of, of shameful, shameless plugging. Um, Every single final that I've ever been to and seen live in person, we've won. And I don't have a ticket for Munich. So if anyone out there has one, do your club a favour and get it it to me quickly. Oh, dear, yes. Um, I'm starting to feel the guilt now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't dwell dwell on it, I wouldn't. Um, So... 
I, I, what I did mean to do was to um, bring my 10 tips for how to unstiffen your later hosen. But I, I'll have to leave that till yes. Thursday. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that for Thursday, definitely. Uh, saddle, saddle soap. Plenty of it. Marvellous. Um, gents, does anyone have anything to add before we sign off? I want to go and watch Match of the Day. Yeah, no, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a very good idea. Um, thank you all, as usual. Excellent fun. And um, we will reconvene on Thursday and um, onwards to Munich. Yeah, yes, good, good night, night. Thank you. Good night, gents. Good night. Okay, good night.